This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. I have dry bars. Balls so dry, they explode like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That one. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them drag, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy paws. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt Suck my big balls in your hairy butt hole. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt hole. What is that? It's my balls! God damn it, cousin! How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Suck My Balls. That's right, Hickman Balls, a South Park review. I'm your host of the scene where the air is clean and I'm lighting up green, your boy, MSG. Each and every week, we break down South Park for you in linear fashion as we review every episode of South Park. As I mentioned, to cure those Wednesday blues. And each and every week, I am not alone as I am joined by my two cohorts, my two cohorts, my two brethren of the South Park. Brothers. Fanaticism. But first, as he likes to interject every week, ladies and gentlemen, he comes from a place where the sun likes to dwell. People who have lived there will tell you it feels like you're in hell. He is. Originally from Texas, grew up in grew up on the east, and he's ready to deliver you some South Park peace for your I don't know yeast that you've got in that dough as he's been cooking up for you extra things for this show. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the show. Jackson, what's up, buddy? What happened, brother? As I stalled there for as long as I could, as you were choking. Right, I thought that yeah, hit killed you. I put, I put a as much Keith as I could on top of that ball. <laughs> I'm like, how long do I have to keep rhyming? Gotta keep making up words, uh, ladies was, and gentlemen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, and of course, we're gonna go to a little bit of throwback from um, from season three. He's crunchy on the outside. Like a hard granola bar, but smooth on the inside, like a nougaty Milky Way bite. Ladies and gentlemen, he's single. He's ready to mingle. And uh, with the uh, festive season of the jingle bells, he's ready to rock your world. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for 
Dirty, 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 dirty. Joe, 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 Joe. Vernola, Vernola. <laughs> Hi. Hello. It's the holiday season. Hi. It's the holiday season. <sighs> hey, we're almost there. Come on. At least get into the best mood. Go. January 2nd cannot get here quick enough. Look, at the very least for the next two recordings, since we're doing them back to back, because we're not recording during Christmas, you're going to hear me singing Christmas songs. So I got to get out of my system. No, I, I get it. I get it. I, and um, I got to see what. I gotta see what I'm doing on the second taping day because, of course, right? Of course, no one makes a plan for Christmas. Day. Oh no, I'm not. I'm flying out on Tuesday for that. Where are you flying out to? I'm flying out to Vegas. I'm trying, to, trying to think of like going out to Vegas, but. COVID fucked that up. You yeah. come up here, bro. Why don't you come see your family in Colorado and then we can party? I'm off the yeah. whole week, bro. Whole week. Well, I kind of shifted my part, my plans. Hey, it's coming out to Colorado in 2021, bro. All right, bro. Go bro. I'm just saying, whatever you're out of that, I'm wearing jaw. We're like, ready to go, bro. Ready to go. And we're also ready to go here on Quintuplets 2000. As if you're listening to this episode, guess what? It's December the 23rd, so ha- guess what? Happy Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, if it, that's come to a conclusion. Uh, Festivus for the rest of us. However you want to celebrate your holiday season, we wish you a happy holiday season. We also implore you, in the next two days, since you've already listened to this episode, go back and listen to our Christmas episodes, the reviews from the first couple seasons. You can find them on YouTube and audio we, uh, from Season 3's Mr. Hankey's Christmas Classics. As well as you can also see the original Mr. Hankey and uh, maybe something else in there. Of course, Frosty versus Jesus and, uh, you know, Jesus versus Santa. So go back and listen to all those Christmas reviews and uh, get in the ro- get in the mood, especially if you're on the road. Or you're hanging out with family and you're like, God damn it. I just got to drown these people out. Check my bows. There you go. Learn how to sing like Kenny. I have a bunch of – I got yelled at. Bunch of repeats queued up and downloaded for the drive to Utah tomorrow. Nice. God, I don't want to fucking go. Utah, you're on the road again. Quintuplets 2000, though, is tonight's, today's episode, whenever you're listening to this. It is the fourth episode of season four, the 52nd episode overall of South Park, as it aired... Yeah, well, no, no. It's this is the fifty fifth. That's the fifty second overall episode of Salad Park. And here on April twenty sixth, two thousand, the boys discover a performing group of quintuplets at a circus decide to put on their own performance. Meanwhile, the quintuplets and their grandmother try to escape Romanian government officials who want to bring them back to Romania. So that's the overall synopsis of the episode. Now, here's how it starts off: the boys are, uh, you know, they're chilling at the crib. At the house, and everyone's getting ready to go to a circus, otherwise known as a French Canadian circus named Cirque du Cheville. Cirque du Cheville. Cirque du, Cirque, Cirque du Cheville. Ha, ha. And the boys, unfortunately, are lugged into going, which I don't understand because uh, Grandpa's there. He's not going. He could have watched the kids, but and I think he would have rather watched them because he makes it very known that he does not want the kids going because he believes they're going to turn into little poofers and which is the code word of course for homosexual here in this episode and perhaps they just didn't trust the old man with 
four boys. That's especially those four. That's a fair point. Uh, In previous iterations here, we did see death chasing them down the street as Billy uh, was not unable to kill his grandfather. Yeah, I killed my grandfather. You should be able to kill your grandfather. Yeah, but look, Billy, now I'm a wandering soul. You should not kill me. Yeah, so unfortunately for the kids, they do not get to stay home. They are all dressed up. They have to go to the circus as well. Why do we have to dress up? Isn't this just a circus with elephants and lions and stupid clowns? No, Stanley. Cirque du Cheville is French-Canadian. They get acrobats and singers from all over the world and do very artistic things. Ah. Why the hell do you want to take these boys to see that foo-foo French theater crap? You're going to turn them into poofters. Dad, Stanley needs to see the arts. Well, he doesn't need to see a bunch of frogs prance around in tights and makeup wrapping their peckers around each other's faces. Come on, everybody. Let's go. Close your eyes and cover your ears, Billy. Remember, you're a man. And at this circus, they see some, you know, things that are pretty much making them fall asleep. The early onset of their mm-hmm. uh, visit there, they're interrupted by a clown who manages to drench Stanley in water as he hands them the balloon. Stanley hesitates to take yeah. it. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Trying to get rid of him. Unfortunately, takes the umbrella and then water spews from the umbrella onto him. Randy, <laughs> you didn't see that coming, did you, Stan? And then oh, Cartman is so mad, though. Right? Well, Cartman, though, is the best oh. here, sarcastically. Oh, my God, that was so funny. That was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Let me pick up my size and split it for me. You didn't know that was going to happen, did you, Stan? Oh, God, that was so funny. Oh, man, somebody stopped my guts from bursting out of my sides. Yeah, exactly. My, 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 my side hurt my split Yeah, so it was was a good uh, point of contention there for Cartman as he was able to get the clown to leave. Now, they as they're watching it, they pretty much all fall asleep, or at least Cartman does. But mm-hmm. They're all bored to death, the children are, that is, until the quintuplets come out. And when they do, uh, like the, I believe it's Kyle that shakes awake Cartman, and Cartman's mm-hmm. like, what, smart people are doing some frilly the loops or something like that? another cloud and get better? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what, another guy in fetish? What, what, another gay guy in fetish? <laughs> another guy in fetish? And uh, they're watching these quintuplets that can contort themselves and based on their outfit that they've chosen, the tights, the leotards, they're able to make shapes and animals and amaze the boys, which it's interesting to know that these kids, the boys there, you know, while they may be eight to nine years old, they will note here that they do find at least one member of these quintuplets attractive. So they were not interested at all in this whole show until a bunch of hot chicks their age came out and started like doing gymnastics. I mean, that sounds, that sounds real to me. Yeah. I was like, yo, this is total little boy, like right mm-hmm. here. This is, this is me in a nutshell. Dude. Like if I was, Eight, nine, ten years old, and I'm at something stupid, and all of a sudden, some cute little eight, nine, ten year olds come out and start performing. Like, oh, now I'm interested. Now you're interested. No, that's true. That's true. Joe, did you uh, ever find yourself in situations where you know you were in, a, in the midst of adults, but all of a sudden there was something that was catered to your age demographic that you went, oh yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be sexual. I mean, um, I can't really think of anything that was catered to adults and then had a moment that appealed to me. But as he's saying, that was definitely total, uh, little boy. Um, 
you know, prepubescent whatever kid where they're not paying attention to any of, ooh, okay, ooh. that's pretty. He's well, what's up, girl? Let me holler at you. Well, the, the, of course, uh, to the grandpa's surprise, uh, after the boys go to the circus, they decide that they are going to create their own Cirque de Cheville because mm -hmm. as they're walking out of the circus, they notice that there's a merchandise stand where there's a lot of money uh, being exchanged for merchandise itself, mm -hmm. which – you know, Cartman's uh, ultimate goal here over the next two seasons is to make one million dollars. So yeah, uh, so they get this idea that they're gonna make, they're gonna create their own circus. So they go home, they start practicing. You know, Kenny's singing. They're like, dude, you know, you see Cartman messing up. You know, them tumbling around, and they're like, dude, it's not our fault. It's because Kenny sucks at singing. <laughs> and they think that uh, Kenny needs to um, you know learn how to sing better. Go get a couple practice sessions. Uh, in that regard, you see Grandpa Marsh driving or rolling along his wheelchair through the house, and he sees the boys dressed down in their underwear, singing and doing the poses. <laughs> and he goes, Sheep, I told you, turned into poopers. Turned into poopers. <laughs> I was just like, oh, that's a perfect timing there. Dude, this isn't working. It's Kenny singing. Huh? Yeah, Kenny, you have to sing better. Well, it's not good enough, Kenny. You have to get better. Try again. Uh-huh. I knew it. They turned you into poofters. You know, also, I want to make mention of something. He actually hit me up, and he was like, I hope I get a shout-out on the episode. And I was like, well, I didn't want to shout you out because I didn't want to seem like I was pandering to you, but... Uh, Hami Media Smack Attack host Joe Atherton, uh, one of his favorite episodes was last week's episode, Timmy 2000. Uh, that being because he is a man who's in a wheelchair itself. Uh, he will be joining us, though, for the Great Expectations uh, episode, the hip episode, the season finale, because he lives in the UK. So, like, I didn't want to be like last week, but like, oh, yeah, shout out to Joe. Joe's in a wheelchair. We're reviewing a wheelchair episode. <laughs> but, you know, I just, I do love you, buddy. So, if you wanted to shout out, Shout out to Joe Atherton. Go check out the Smack Attack. Uh, he's a cool dude. Anyway, I just wanted to make sure I put that over. But uh, and, that, and the Mr. Marsh being in a wheelchair just reminded me. Uh, but after this, now, uh, later that night at the Marsh's house, they receive a knock on the door as because the Romanian family, the grandmother and the quintuplets, arranged themselves to escape. Uh, they, they want to escape the Romanian government. The parents, apparently the mother who had passed away prior to this, I never wanted her children to grow up in Romania. They wanted a better life, though. So the grandmother um, kind of, uh, I guess you might say, uh, pulls a hoodwink over the Romanian officials who are watching her as they stood outside the dressing room, and they all escaped. Now they arrive at the Marsh's house, knocking on the door and asking for a place to stay, saying they'll pay for it. And they were like, oh, we just saw you at Cirque du Cheville. Yeah, come on. Come on in, of course. Uh, Randy's uh, father, uh, Star uh, Marvin, says, Damn, she's got she's got a nice piece of ass. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not in front of Stanley. Well, it's good for him. And I was like, you know what? After, after watching that Cirque du Chaville, yeah, it probably is good for him. Good for him. Not that there's anything wrong. I'm just saying, from his perspective, uh, what he's seen and, and running around like frilly little guys in underwear, I, I I'm not shocked. Right. Did you guys notice this week? I don't know if you noticed. Just based on how we're recording, I didn't set it up this week. 
Scoop is actually in the top corner this week. Usually he's in the bottom and the logo is near him. But this week, Joe, you are in the bottom. So you have the the luxury of being next to the sign. So if you I'm in my proper place. If you could go ahead and just point like this, the sign, uh, other way, yeah, that way, that'd be great. Thank you. Suck my bowels, South Factor View. <laughs> that being said, now the parents uh, let the Romanian mo- grandmother, her quintuplets in. They're staying the night. Well, during that night, Kenny decides that he's going to go ahead and practice some more. He gets some books on tape. He tries to sing. And as he's singing, he sings a classic song. Uh, the I can't even pronounce it. It's Italian. Porti. The Corte Porti. Whatever. Porti. La, 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 la. Yeah, that song. Uh, if you go back and... My favorite uh, iteration of that is the Step Brothers version, the Catalina Wine Mixer. The oh, fucking Catalina Wine Mixer. Yeah. So, that's uh, fucking Catalina Wine Mixer. Fucking Catalina Wine Mixer. It's the fucking Catalina Wine Mixer. It's the fucking Catalina Wine Mixer. Pow! Wow. I don't know what it is about your face, but I just I just want to punch it. You know, if, if you could go yeah. ahead and somehow just change your face for me. <laughs> I, I really don't know what that means, but I'll try my best to do that. <laughs> right. Anyway, he's like, yeah, you're, you're fucking killing it, but I still want to punch you in the face. Anyway, So, well, I'll tell you who else gets punched in the face. Grandpa, as he gets punched all around because he finds <laughs> out that the grandmother, it was, uh, of course, a contortionist back oh, in her day, and he yeah, starts smashing it. You remember it. Oh, Got everything you need there, do you? Yes, you have all been so kind to my little granddaughters. They're quite agile little things, aren't they? Yes, as I was back in my day, I was a contortionist too. You don't say. Yes. You... Remember any of that stuff, do you? Oh, you uh, remember any of that stuff? You and, do, uh, yes. Oh, you do, huh? And you just see her eyes, uh, you know, eyebrow up. See, here's what I think, Joe. I feel like, and I'm not trying to be that guy, and I'm try- not trying to say, hey, we're going to have to go a long time of abstinence. Uh, even to Scoop's uh, point, you know, Casey as well, I feel like as we get older, uh, it's going to become easier for us to consummate uh, uh, sexual needs uh, because as you get older, it seems to be the case where you can just bluntly be like, you want to do it? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to do? You're old, you're retired, and you're having having fun in life, right? I, I don't know. I'm just am – I, am I overstepping my thought process here? I, I just don't know how accurate that is because I've gotten <laughs> much older over the last 1,191 like days. 70s oh. age rage, Joe. Oh, okay, know? maybe. I was yeah, going to say yeah. because I'm on uh, 1,191 like and counting. Citizen. Senior citizen status, you know. Maybe you're maybe you live in a home or a nice little gated senior community. Fraternize with the hot the hot uh, lady at the at the pool. Yeah, I, I don't Take grandma see, back to her room and smash. I I don't see myself becoming a smooth operator at seventy well, after sixty years of being rougher than sandpaper. Well, at that point, you got nothing to lose. Like, what do you have? That's what I I'm got saying. nothing to lose now, and I still uh, – yo, well, let's get out of this psychology. <laughs> you're coming down to the end of the line, though. At that point, I'm going to be in your ear like, no, Joe, do it. And Scoop's going to be like, check my bass, do it. And then you're going to do it, Joe, and that's that's how it's going to go down. 
<laughs> At that point, we'll be reviewing episode 1500 of South Africa. Well, back to the episode. Now, uh, after the next morning, uh, Stan calls over his friends. Dude, you're not going to believe this. Check this out. And they open up the backyard and boom, quintuplets. And they're like, no way. And they all introduce themselves. They're all talking. They're, you know, they ask typical questions. You guys are twins and, or quintuplets. Do you all think the same? They're like, oh, of course not. Don't be ridiculous. Right. Because they say like. And they're together. literally all finishing each other's sentence. I'm sorry, Scoot. No, you're fine. You guys are pretty much saying the same thing. Yeah. As yeah. they're all finishing each other's sentences, we're saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Randy and Sharon in the kitchen now are like, are these, is the old lady going to come down? Is she going to wake up? Like, uh, she can't stay here all day. And <laughs> like, well, maybe she's tired. And <laughs> Grandpa drives by. You're damn right she's tired. <laughs> Great. And then he goes upstairs, knocks on the door. She doesn't answer. He opens the door to find her croaked. And then uh, he immediately shuts the door. Grandpa, starving, runs, rolls by. <laughs> A little tuckered out from last night, huh? <laughs> no, Dad. <laughs> little all tired out. <laughs> no, Dad, she's dead. What? Opens the door, finds she, that she's dead, and he says, "Well, I, I was wondering why she didn't say good night when I left last night." And that's when Randy finally puts it together. Oh, right, <laughs> I hadn't put it together this whole time. He's dropping hints. So, right <laughs> now, Randy and Sharon have to go outside and figure out a way to break it to the girls that their grandmother has passed away. So they go outside, and Sharon's like. I don't know how we're going to fix. I don't know how we're going to be able to tell this information to the little girls. And Randy just straight up walks up. It's like. Uh, girls, we have some bad news. What? Um, everyone who has a grandma, step forward. Uh, not so fast, girls. <gasps> Randy. Everybody who's got a grandmother that's alive, go ahead and step forward. Now, great continuity here. We could point this out at the end of the episode, but I'll point it out now just because we're talking. Kyle puts his head down and does not step forward because, as we know from the spooky Christmas episode, his grandmother is dead. Um, the, with the corn episode, mm-hmm. corn spooky Christmas episode from season Groovy Halloween. Yeah, I don't like that episode. I'm sorry. Uh, that's I'm not. I'm not. I'm not lamenting no, to I you. Know. I'm just saying in general. I don't like that episode. Mm-hmm. So I apologize, audience, for not getting that correct. That being said, you can go back and watch the Scooby-Doo Mystery Machine episode if you'd like to hear that full review. Well, the grandmother's dead, and the girls and Stan and Cartman, everyone steps forward, which is cool because we have met Cartman's grandmother from Charlie Manson Christmas, which mm-hmm. you can go back and want, listen to our review. Um, and then have we met Stan's grandmother yet? No. No, not yet. Okay, we haven't met Stan's grandma. So – at this point, though, we know that she's alive. Everyone's because uh, we know she's got. We've met Aunt Flo, but we haven't met the grandma. So, <laughs> and then Randy goes to the girls. Not so fast, girls. A uh, very uh, insensitive way to share information here, uh, Scoop. If someone told you information this way, would you be um, frustrated, angry? What would what would be your emotional reaction? Do you think? Probably angry. Well, you know. Okay. Joe? Mm-hmm. I think I'd be more shocked and I would be angry and I, well, what happened? <laughs> but I, I, it's, I, I think I would be like still in shock at that moment. Like, wait, he just told me my, oh, okay. Well, what happened? How? Right. 
but I mean, if I were in the situation currently, I'd be putting my head down like Kyle anyway. So, well, it's at this point now. The boys then ask, "Are can can they stay longer?" Randy and Sharon are like, "Of course they can stay until we can figure you know until something's figure out what to do." Um, they of course plan to perform their own contortions in their underpants with the quintuplets. That's their, that's their plan. Uh, so <laughs> the boys then decide to show the girls how great America is, hoping they'll stay and, and do their circus as uh, the Romanian government seeks to get back what they feel is their citizen, and I would assume a, a big per, a portion of their tourism um, hmm. and someone who they probably get uh, money from. And that uh, you probably paid to send her over there because she is probably some sort of an indentured servant to the government. That being said, <laughs> uh, what the reason this upsets the Romanian government is <laughs> they do a news bit and the guy does the news bit. The Romanian girls, unfortunately, the grandmother passed away after the mother passed away. But now the girls are in good spirits. They could stay here in America. You can come down and visit the girls for admission as well as for an additional nominal fee. You could feed the girls fish dicks. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a such a random thing but you can tell over time that Car- that South Park creators Matt Stone and Trey Parker really have an affinity with the word fish dicks uh, they, they do feel it is a comical oh word. man um, when we get to that episode when we get to that episode I actually found a really good uh, video of Bill Hader explaining how that joke came into being Okay, okay. Yeah, he was one of the guest writers that episode, I guess. I don't know why this triggered it because he was just talking about when we get to things or other people. Yeah, you were talking about fish sticks and their affinity for the word. Right, well, what I was going to say was um, at the conclusion of this episode, because it is Christmas uh, episodes coming out during Christmas, I will be uh, showcasing the Mr. Hinky, the Christmas song by uh, an artist that we've actually played here on the show before, Andrew Soto. You can follow him on YouTube. He'll play the music, and then he has all the tabs and shit, and he shows you how to play it. Big South Park fan, uh, so he just covered Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh, uh, like rock metal style. Uh, so go ch- listen to that at the end of the podcast. Go subscribe to him on YouTube. Uh, seems like a cool dude. He's from Cali. I talked to him a couple times. I ended up having some mutual friends to the music scene as well. Uh, so go check out his channel and listen to the conclusion on our podcast format. Unfortunately, I can't show you that on YouTube because, you know, copyright and shit. Anyway. Moving on. Now that the boys have shown the girls around, they're taking them. You know, this is what we call a log ride. You know, this is a bacon cheeseburger. They're like taking them through all the different Americanized, homogenized versions of what we call Western culture. And uh, while that's going on, the Romanian government is pissed because they look stupid. The news anchor is like, so good that the little girls don't have to go to smelly butt of the world, Romania. That yeah, place is a shh. Yeah, that place, that place is a shithole and all this. They're just basically it's shit. I wonder if this shit. we should I should probably have researched this, but I wonder if this episode is banned in Romania. Maybe I put that there in the trivia or the pop culture or something. Because it's they're just really coming down on Romania in this episode. It's just it's a little harsh. I'm just a slam. Nope. It's the worst place in the world to live. It's the asshole of the world. They really did, they did not like Romania. So maybe there was something going on. I don't know. I not privy. I can't remember being a nine, ten year old and understanding what was perfect. This would have been two thousands, a twelve year old, and knowing, claiming to know what was going on in Romania at that time. 
That being said, now the Romanian government ends up seeking out Janet Reno to help get the quintuplets back. And uh, while this goes on, Kenny still training to be a singer decides to go to the local South Park Conservatory and seek out music lessons. Now, uh, after doing his scales, the conservatory uh, teacher ends up saying that, you know, he's got potential, but if he wants to be really good, he's going to need to go to Europe and really learn how to sing and, you know, become an opera singer there. Point of order, this is the same guy who was the, is the music teacher for the school, right? Because I remember in the 4th of July episode, he's like, all right, guys, let's play the song. And they played, they tried to play My Country Tis a Thee, and they all sounded like shit. Now, I can't, you can't lay blame on, solely, of course, on the teacher itself, but he has to take some responsibility here. So I, to me, I, I don't find it to be a credible asset as far as when it comes to musicianship. And I, but I do appreciate the fact that South Park recognized that and was like, no, no, you need to go to Europe because this guy does suck. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I'm reading too much into this, I guess. <laughs> you're reading too much into this. <laughs> That's what we do here on Sec My Bowels. We try to analyze as much as we can. Well, the boys, uh, well, Kenny now decides, or his mom's like, well, if it means that much to you, we'll see if we can busk our way to Europe and you can sing along the way. So Kenny now on his way to Europe uh, eventually finds himself in Romania. Now he's in Romania and he ends up joining uh, the, what is it? The, uh, the Romanian opera singing training. He wants to go there to school. Kenny sings, uh, I'm going to butcher this, so I apologize. The uh, Aria, La Donna, and Mobile from Verdi's uh, Rigoletto for money in order to acquire transport for him and his mother, uh, which is the... Uh, right? Oh, I don't know the words. I'm sorry, but that's the, the rhythm there. And so he sings that across Europe so that we could eventually end up in Romania. And uh, after singing to the Romanian teachers, they decide, yes, you're good. You should stay here and for a couple months and the mother parents are like, we don't have a lot of money. Or I'm sorry, uh, Kenny's mom is like, we don't have a lot of money. And they're like, oh, don't worry about it. Romania is Romania is the worst country in the world to live in. We are dirt poor. You're $200 for last months here. And I was like, damn, I need to leave America. They make the same trip, uh, the same joke in Euro Trip too. That's true. That's a very good call out. Miami Vice, number one new show. <laughs> well, now we're in Romania. Kenny becomes a famous opera singer. Okay, like he's got crowds of people, and like they ask him, "We'd like for you to stay full time with us, and you can be a star here." But you're gonna, and then his mom's like, "Are you sure you want to do that? Because you're gonna have to leave all your family and friends." And Kenny's like, "Yeah." So they decide to stay. Well, to get back at Romania for now, wanting Janet Reno to help get the quintuplets, the American government flips it on Romania. And they sign up uh, Kenny McCormick's father on TV. I need my son back so the American government will give me a car. <laughs> then they hit him with the barrel of an AK. I mean, I did it back because I missed my son. So they play the same game back to Romania. A little bit of, a, yeah. you might say, Cold War tactics, right? We've got your guy. You've got our guy. Let's make a, a swap kind of thing. Yep, yep. You guys are it's usually. It's usually with spies. Usually with spies. Yeah. And you give us our guy back. Right, right. Okay. Well, meanwhile, the Marsh House now is surrounded by protesters hoping to let the quintuplets stay, right? And this is kind of a parody of the uh, 
Elian Gonzalez affair. Uh, yeah. Reno dresses as the Easter Bunny and is armed with a gun. She kidnaps the quintuplets, San Kyle and Cartman, who don't want to lose their circus, enlist the help of the protesters outside to get them back. So it's it's like the they come in the FBI. She's all in like her bunny suit. She drops out of the the helicopter into the house and hey, the Easter Bunny's here to deliver some presents. And then uh, everyone's sitting around in the living room and she throws a uh, gas. I guess it might be some. Mm-hmm. Uh, Easter egg gas bomb and into the living room and uh, it ends up taking them out and then they're chasing them around the house and uh, eventually they capture the girls after blowing up the house, literally blowing up the whole house. Mm-hmm. Hand over the children! Happy Easter! Hand over the children! What the hell's going on? Freeze, asshole! Oh, go ahead and shoot me, I dare you! Don't push me, man! Pull the trigger, you little pussy! God, God! Riot! Riot! Pepper spray! Pepper spray! <laughs> the only thing that Stan, Kyle, and Cartman care about is the fact that the quintuplets got Jack, as I just mentioned there. So they list the protesters, and they're like, you gotta go get them. And they're like, I don't know, it's 5.30. Like, we kind of gotta go home. Can we get overtime with this? Yeah, you get overtime with this. Overtime. All right, yeah, let's go. Overtime. Because Janet Reno explained to the Romanian government officials that with American Americans, they have the power of protest, which is their ability to protest whatever they want. So much so that we even see the first ever lines from Mr. Stotch, Butter's dad in this episode, as he's walking by on a sign. And they're like, no, 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 you're protesting the wrong thing. What are we protesting? We're, we're protesting the quintuplets. And then Butter flips his Okay, hold on. Yeah, Furry's murder. Furry's murder, Furry! Oh, sorry, sorry about that. Oops, wrong one. Let the quince stay. Romania is gay. Fur is murder. Fur is murder. Oh, what are we protesting here? Romania sucks. Oh, let's see. Here we go. Romania sucks. Romania sucks. Oh my god. I won, right on. So. Now between the until it's uh, now between the viol- uh, the protesters and the government soldiers at the back of the base as they're celebrating, they're taking pictures. Right, violence ends up ensuing as the protesters show up and attack the government soldiers, and then it's eventually stopped though by the quintuplets. They yell, you know, everyone shut up, and they basically start shoot, the quintuplets go off. They go off on their supposed father who hasn't seen them in five years and only wants to now talk to them because they're famous. They go off on the American government because they're using them as pawns. Uh, they go off on the Romanian government because they're using it as pawns, and, and then they go, the boys, you, you were the worst. You don't even care about how we feel. All you try to do is show us how America is great. We love, we're from Romania. It might not be the greatest place in the world, but it's our home. And then all of a sudden, a limo shows up, and they're like, wait a minute, where are you going? And they're like, we're going on Oprah, and then a book tour. <laughs> and they leave South Park as they go on the Oprah Winfrey show and start their press tour. Now... The exact opposite situation is occurring with Kenny in Romania as the Romanians are protesting outside his house to let him stay. And then American soldiers end up invading the house and uh, you find Kenny and his mom hiding in the closet. They open up the closet and the FBI is like, give us the boy, give us the boy. And the mother's like, okay, here. And unfortunately, well, to the stupidity of the FBI, they let the gun go off and kill Kenny and it immediately goes to life. Back to, I'm sorry, where it immediately goes to black. Uh, so, <laughs> so the episode ends with Kenny dying. Fucking stupid. It was kind of a weird ending like that. Mm-hmm. 
So guys, that was season four, episode four, your recap there. And now we're going to get into what did Kenny say? What did Kenny say? We're here for another edition of What Did Kenny Say? And Kenny had some lines in this episode, the early part of it, as I mentioned. So, excuse me, uh, Sharon starts off by saying in, during the show, oh, these are the contorting quintuplets from Romania. Stan, Kyle, and Kenny are all curious. Each of the quints lay on their stomach and put their feet over the back of their head and then Kenny goes woohoo <laughs> and then Stan and Kyle of course then nudge Cartman Stan says dude this isn't working later on and Kyle goes it's Kenny singing and Kenny goes huh uh, about his singing and Cartman goes yeah Kenny you had to sing better and Kenny's like I'm singing as good as I can Stan's like well it's not good enough Kenny you have to get better try again of course, Grandpa rolls by and says, Ah, told you. Turned into poofers. <laughs> poofers. Poofers. <laughs> so now, learning to sing better, as we mentioned, he was in his room. And he's looking at the book and says, Let's see. No, not these. Tosses that book away. which is, And then he picks up the essence of voicing. Throws that away. And then he picks up singing like Bocelli for dummies. He goes, oh, okay. And he pulls out that tape, pops it in. The narrator goes, Hello, and welcome to singing like Bocelli for dummies. Lesson one. Yeah, yeah. And Kenny goes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the narrator goes, lesson two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kenny repeats that again. Hi, yeah, hi, yeah, yeah. And the narrator goes, good. And now we'll do the entire piece, Conte Par Trio. And then I, I'm not going to be able to sing these words because they are in Italian. But yes. the rhythm is the uh, da da. <laughs> It's one of Bocelli's more famous recordings, so I that would... I don't know. Sorry, I should learn that song. It'd be fun to just learn it. I Italian. literally just loaded oh, it up Italian. on my head. What's wrong with this? Anyway, so Kenny is singing the song, and while he's singing the song, Grandpa, got everything you need there, do you? And then the other lady says, yes, uh, actually, you're so kind to my little granddaughters. Kenny's still singing. <laughs> Grandpa says, they're quite little angels, uh, aren't they? And Kenny, uh, no, 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 Christina. And uh, as they continue on, they're singing. And then, you, as you mentioned earlier, Scoop, you got everything you need. And he goes, the grandpa says, uh, those are quite the little things, aren't they? And grandpa says, yes, I was back in my day. I was a contortionist, too. And the grandpa says, you don't, you don't say. <laughs> you don't say. Grandma you, says, uh, yeah. yeah, go for it. You uh, remember any of those moves? <laughs> she looks flattered and then of course Kenny goes into the uh, continuing to sing as Grandpa returns to Miss Vlodchuk's room naked and without oh, wheels did you notice that he had no wheelchair uh, she lifts up her leg over her head and he gets in Kenny's getting really into the song now the tape speeds up a bit 
And then uh, Grandpa's like, oh, 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 And then the narrator goes, and now, lesson four, the complete works of Mozart. Let's begin. <laughs> Kenny's like, damn. Uh, and then later on, the instructor at the uh, school says uh, at the piano, all right, Kenny, let's start with some warm-up exercises and plays a sequence of C-E-G-C-E, sorry, C-G-E-C, which is a very simple scale. Uh, Kenny sings along and says, Mrs. McCormick says, well, what do you think? Can you help him become a better singer? And the instructor says, well, he's got potential. Depends on how good he wants to be. Kenny's like, I want to be really good. The instructor says, well, if you want to be a really singer, you're going to need to go to conservatory in Europe. There's no other alternative. Kenny says, Europe. As we mentioned, Mrs. McCormick said he can't afford that. Uh, but if you want to busk your way there, we can get there. You can sing on the way there, make money. Yeah, they get there. And the last thing really Kenny says, because throughout the rest of the show, Kenny just says stuff like, ah, yeah, woohoo. So I didn't really want to go through all those other things. The last thing, though, is Mrs. McCormick says, well, what do you think, Kenny? You have to leave your friends and your family behind. And Kenny says, sure. And that's what Kenny says. All right, Scoop, why don't you go ahead and take us through some trivia and pop culture here as we are making great time for you today, Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we really are. Yeah, I know. Cirque du Roughly translate from French to the ankle circuit. Cirque du Chevalier. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. <laughs> I know, but I was like trying to say how the Cirque du Chevalier did that. When he, when, yeah, when he's, when he's actually in the, in the middle of the thing, and he's like, Cirque du Chevalier is going to start now. <laughs> At the music school, there's a picture of Yoko Ono and Kenny G. Cash at Recorder Fest 2000. <laughs> That's awesome. This was Steven Stotch's first speaking role. So this is the first time Leanne Cartman could be seen slapping her son Eric Cartman on his head when he's speaking at a time as she usually subdues his, to his whims. That was pretty funny. <clears throat> Point of order. Point of order. For the, for the sake of to understand why she slapped him. We haven't said it all episodes, so we'll, I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. The reason why Cartman gets slapped is because some guys come out and kind of goes, yep, yep, we've reached that fag factor five. Anyway, continue. <clears throat> In this episode, Kenny McCormick is eventually revealed to have a beautiful opera voice. Which is pretty cool. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite Stan's house is completely destroyed in this episode. In this episode, Marvin Marsh is able to stand up and walk un- unaided in his in this episode. Did he? Does he actually get up and walk? I don't. Yeah, he's standing yes. on his feet at the door. Oh, that's right. He naked. Is, 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 naked. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You almost see his dick. That's right. I mm-hmm. almost. I, I remember. Like, oh, you can almost see his pee. This is the last episode in the season with the word 2000 in the title. The affair of the quintuplets' father wanting them back in Romania and letter Kenny being wanted back in the U.S. is based on the Ellen Gonzalez affair. Oh, yeah. Hey. It's pretty funny. Joe, want to read some pop culture stuff for us? Sure. I can do that. Pop culture. Cirque du Cheville is Chevelle is an obvious parody of Cirque du Soleil, uh, which they 
basically run Vegas and have a bunch of shows elsewhere in North America. The, say, you're going out to Vegas, Joe. Are you going to go see Cirque du Soleil? No, I've seen all those Cirque shows already. Um, yeah, that actually ties into my uh, top likes and dislikes. Uh, the first song Kenny sings is Conte Patrio, which is an Italian classical crossover song written by Francesco Sartori Lucio Quaranto, Quarantoto. Jesus, I really got to oh, pick up on my romance languages. Oh, thank you, though. That was that Conte Patrio. That's how you pronounce it. I really should learn. Like, as an Italian, I mean, we all really should be fluent. Can you imagine if we just. Yeah, I really. I really got to on my romance tongues. My dad we just do suck my balls in Italian. We go back and we do all of our suck my balls in Italian, breaking that market. Come on, what's wrong? My, uh, my dad's actually Italian because he's only second generation off the boat and he needed it to know it to communicate with his grandparents. Hmm, interesting. Um, the second song Kenny sings while trying to raise money for vocal school is La Dana e Mobile from Giuseppe Verde's opera Rigoletto. The third song, is Nam P. Andre from Mozart's opera Le Nozze di Figaro or The Marriage of Figaro. Figaro toi. Hey, Figaro. Um, Figaro. 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 The fourth I, song. I'm I, I, I dying. I'm dying. Uh, the black smoke enter. <laughs> yes. I think that's the only reason we all know Figaro is Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, the fourth song Kenny sings is Der Holy Rack from Mozart's opera The Magic Flute, although in real life the aria is always performed by a woman due to its high pitch. The scenes where Janet Reno points her assault rifle at Stan and the police officer kills Kenny are comic recreations of the Pulitzer Prize winning photograph where a U.S. Border Patrol agent points his MP5 at Elian Gonzalez and his rescuer Donato Dalrymple, who are both hiding in the closet. When Kenny arrives in Europe, Madeline from Ludwig Bemelmann's Madeline book si book series can be seen in the background. I can't believe I missed that. And then the last thing, as I mentioned already, the continuity, of course, when Kyle dolefully remains where he stands, as Randy says, uh, you know, step forward if you have a grandma. Of course, that was a reference to the deceased grandmother as seen in Corn's Groovy Pirate Ghost Mystery episode, which, again, you can go back and listen to it, season three. Actually, I think that was when we did this year, right? I think we did that earlier this year. Yeah, yeah. So that was close to the end of season three. Well, let's get into our tab likes and dislikes. Scoop, you, first thing here, you put uh, Fur is Murder. Yes, because this is when we get Stash's first words, and it's fucking funny. Fur is Murder. Fur is Murder. Fur Wait, what's, what are we doing? And then he flips through his little sign. Hold on here. Yeah. Romania, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, second thing you put was Grandpa getting it on. Yeah, buddy. Like you were saying, this is when uh, in our trivia, <clears throat> he gets up and walks. He's just sitting there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like all the different angles, her legs and shit. Like, right. it makes no sense in the contortion of sexual. Right. Like, where does the third leg come from? Where is her, excuse my friend, where is her vagina at this point? Like, you know, where is her machine? What is switching? And like his 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 backhanded comment throughout the whole episode, you know. Oh, it's good for him. <laughs> right. No, that's why I shouldn't say goodbye or good night. <laughs> uh, your third one was one of my top likes, which I didn't. That's why I didn't, um, both of your guys are top likes. I didn't have to really put anything down. Uh, Kenny singing. Oh, that was like my number one top like in this episode. Yeah, you gotta love it. 
Uh, and then uh, well, I'm assuming you wrote this one, Joe, the proximity yeah, yeah. to the event Elian Gonzalez, which ended literally three days earlier. Oh, yeah, I did not know. And, yeah, it was um, the Sunday before this episode aired was when they had pulled Elian Gonzalez and took him back to Cuba and everything. And I always say that Osama bin Laden has farty pants was kind of the start of that. I clearly was wrong because mm-hmm. if they were able to turn around and do that in three days or so like that was that ended on a Sunday morning. And by Wednesday night, they had it all added to the episode and everything. Bravo. Yeah. Uh, The next one here, uh, I'm I'm imagining again, as you, Joe, you put the Cirque du Soleil mystery parody before you answer though, because I know I'd like to, I know you'll probably give us some information. Uh, Scoop, have you ever gone to Cirque du Soleil? Have you ever done this? No, but my parents did. It was kind of a joke. I kind of wanted to go, but I've like always been on the fence. Like, eh, I don't know. It's a circus. And I've watched some of it on TV. I mean, it's 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 pretty cool, I guess, if you're into that. I've, I've never gone to the circus either, but Joe, being, of course, a native, and as you mentioned, you've been to the circus, can you tell yeah. us what did they accurately represent at the time, would you say, some of um, the uh, – yeah, that that thing was such a direct ripoff of the uh, of the Mystere show that was at Treasure Island at the time. That it, it it was it was so well done that it was funny because before the show starts, as everyone's getting seated, they'll have that fucking clown walking around and like trying to screw with people and stuff. And I mean. Uh, other than the Beatles one, I never wanted to go to any of these Cirque du Soleil shows. I just so happened to come up on tickets or my parents wanted to do something. And like by the end of it, I, w- I usually wound up enjoying the show because like the real draw of those shows is like how crazy acrobatic they are. It's like, well, it's the same appeal as a Lucha Libre match or something right. like that. And okay. it it's their... Um, their athleticism, agility, and all that is the and strength in some cases is a true draw of it. So it, it's not really a typical cir- circus, but this did a really good job of uh sending it up. Okay, okay. Uh, and the next thing here, the last thing you put was Kenny's rise to stardom in Romania. I like that as well, Joe. <laughs> 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 I should put that to this. I like because a superstar in Romania. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, the last thing here was you, one thing here we had the top dislikes, and I agree with this was just how Kenny dies because it was yeah. just very. He became a star, and then all of a sudden, it's very the, lazy. The American, they, they just shoot him. Like, come the on, American boy. government does it. Come on, there's come been on, better boys. ways to kill Kenny. Come on, boys. So, but I get it. It's supposed to be the stupidity of the American government that they couldn't even do it right. That they were going in there to get Kenny and they couldn't even do that right, right? I think it's supposed to be the shot at that, at the FBI there. Um, well, that's your full top likes, dislikes, trivia, pop culture, what did Kenny say, and full South Park's episode number 52, season four, episode four, Quintuplets review. Last thing here is Scoop. Did this make Scoops? Top 20. Sure didn't. Did this make Scoops top 100? Oh, wow. So we're taking like top 150? Yeah, we're in the 150. 150? Okay. We're taking like 130 or something. 
this makes my top 200 as you have mentioned it says it wasn't the wasn't the strongest of episodes not that it was a bad episode uh, but as far as how they've started this season with the first three episodes and then we we lead into this right it definitely a uh, little bit of a, a kind of maybe come down on the roller coaster but we're going to come back up for it next week or the next episode with cartman joins nambla uh, which we will have the pick me podcast tj joining us joe was this in any of your top 100 250 um it's a pretty middle of the road episode so i guess it'd be somewhere in that 150 to 175 200 range something like that it wasn't a terrible episode but like you said it wasn't a great episode either it definitely had its moments i was kind of fond of kenny's death i was even more fond of the elian gonzalez reference so closely after it happened and everything but it was as far as the quality of the episode it's middle of the road but obviously with um stotch having his first line south park showing how quick they can turn around on something in the news and everything it's a bigger episode in those terms than it is as far as entertainment value and everything couldn't disagree with that statement there. Well, guys, that's it. That's it for another edition of Check Battles. We killed it today on this review. <laughs> yeah. I like. um, of course, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matthew underscore Schaffer. I am the host of the Light the Fuse AEW Review Podcast. It's on twitch.tv slash conspiracy horseman each and every Thursday at 1 Eastern, 11 mountain time or 10 a.m pacific time that's where you are right now or if you're just Mm -hmm. arizona you change times throughout the year you can check me out there you can also check me out on as the producer of the new force order podcast and the star wars podcast those are coming out and that's actually already out right now the new force order podcast episode 92 if you're listening to this so check that out as well don't forget to check us out and support us by going to anchor.fm slash suck my balls slash suck my balls pod. I'm sorry, slash support. You'll see it in the description. You become a monthly contributor, one, five, ten dollars, doesn't matter. As we continue to grow our brand, uh, we've got some stuff lined up here for 2021, including merchandise. So we're not too far away from getting and opening our own merchandise store, but we appreciate you listening to us each and every week. Joe, put yourself over. I know that you are also live every Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, tell us. <laughs> Where they can find you? I'm live every Monday through Friday, actually, at uh, 11 a.m. Mountain, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, which would make it noon Central uh, on uh, twitch.tv slash Rocky Mountain Pro. What is well, if it's one, if it's one Eastern, it's like six in London, okay. maybe seven or eight. If you're there, listen there too. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're about five or six hours ahead. Uh, we do Rewind every day. Um, you can find uh, Primos Pro Wrestling on Fight. You can find Devotion Championship Wrestling on literally anything that can go on a TV. Oh, man. I don't know. Rocky Mountain Pro? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Twitch.tv slash Rocky Mountain Pro. Subscribers can actually see that man. Wait. That man, Chris Silvio, he was uh, featured on an episode yesterday, and you get the full VOD library, all that fun stuff. You get to see my ugly face, all that good stuff. All that good stuff. Well, boy, Scoop, where can they find you? You got anything to say this week? 
find me in the ether and Merry Christmas, my fires. Have Christmas, a good one, boys. You guys, yeah. thanks for coming back to another edition of Shit 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 and as we mentioned at the top of the podcast, Andrew Soto, take us away with your rendition of Mr. Hankey's Christmas Pooh. We've all heard of Rudolph and his shiny nose. And we all know Frosty, who's made out of snow. But all of those stories seem kind of gay. Because we all know who brightens up our holiday. Mr. Hanky, the Christmas food, small and brown, he comes from you. Sit on the toilet, here he comes, squeeze in between your vested buns. A present from down below, spread your joy with the howdy ho. See the love inside of you, cause he's a piece of food. Sometimes he's nutty, sometimes he's corny, he's brown or greenish brown. But if you are on Christmas Eve, he might come to your town. Just clinging to your sphincter And he won't drop off until you shake your ass around Trying to get him dropped in the toilet And finally it does Mr. Hanky, the Christmas food Christmas leaves, he must sleep too Flush him down, but he's never gone